One of the food vendors was a barbecue place, because I mean, we're in Texas, and they bring their own smoker, but it's an 18-wheeler. Imagine like a tanker, like an 18-wheeler with a tanker trailer. It is the tanker that the entire thing is the grill. That is insane. That's like Texas-sized griller. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. So how many cows do they grill on this thing at one time? You could probably get a herd. Hey everyone, welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast dedicated to discussions on digital marketing and digital patient engagement strategies for hospitals, health systems, and physician practices. In this podcast, we're going to dive deep on a variety of topics on the digital tools, solutions, strategies, and processes that are impacting our industry today. Put your hands together, everybody. Here are your hosts, Reed Smith and Chris Boyer. And like every week, that was Michael Vinsky with the intro. Thanks again, Michael. You can find out more about everything that he does, including writing, acting, performing weddings, a little bit of everything at michaelvinsky.com. That's V-E-N-S-K-E.com. I am Reed Smith, joined by Chris Boyer on our 50th episode. And just Ooh. like the uh, 49 prior episodes, you can find Chris online at ChristopherBoyer.com at Chris Boyer on all the social channels. And uh, here we are. Here we are, Reed. We made it to 50, just like I made it to 50 a couple weeks ago. Over there on the other side of the microphone, that's Reed Smith. You can find him online at socialhealthinstitute.com or at Reed Smith on most of the social media sites, except for Twitter. He's at Reed, quote, not a law firm, unquote, Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So far, that has uh, kept the law tweets at bay. So we'll see how long that lasts in 2018. This is episode 50. You just turned 50. We almost timed that perfectly. Almost. Almost. If we would have started about two weeks prior than what we did. That's right. Our very first episode came out on February the 5th of last year. So we are rounding the corner on 12 months. We are at the 50th episode and doing something uh, a little bit different today. But before we get into that, we could not Mm -hmm. have made it to 50 without the support of our sponsors. Special thanks to uh, Loyal Health. You know, we talked about chatbots here recently, and they have a solution that is is that, basically. It's called Guide. Mm-hmm. This particular one uses, you know, very powerful AI-driven algorithms. Uh, Guide is a chatbot. It engages patients in a dynamic conversation helping them on the, every step of their online journey from choosing a doctor, finding the nearest location. It can even help people apply for a job. That's right. And what's cool about it is you can use it with or without live call center agents or people that will help out. This intelligent healthcare-specific platform is customized to fit your specific needs and your brand. It looks, feels, and sounds like you because it's designed specifically for you. Great team and really encourage you to go out, uh, check out what they're doing to learn more about Guide and more specifically even, and what I would suggest is you schedule a demo, you can go over to loyalhealth.com slash guide, loyalhealth.com slash guide. So 50th episode, we're doing something a little different today. It seems like we're experimenting a little bit with our form in the last couple of episodes, but I think this one is going to be really fun. Yeah. So unlike our other episodes, which uh, next week back to uh, regular scheduled programming, this week we will not have an interview. We will simply have Chris and I talking about tips 
So we've done this before where, where we had user submitted tips back in episode 20. We thought it'd be interesting because it is the beginning of 2018. We're seeing a lot of uh, kind of top 10 lists. You know, here are the trends for 2018, suggestions for 2018, recommendations for 2018, that all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd pull some of those lists from some of these different reputable, credible organizations and go through the list that they suggest, talk a little bit about those. So we're going to go through five top 10 lists, uh, which Mm -hmm. gives you 50 tips for episode 50. Now, what we're going to do, though, is we're going to keep a tally along the way and see how much they overlap. And then we'll have an aggregated top 10 at the end. And that'll be the real top 10. That's right. The real top 10. So this is why we're calling it the five by 10. And we deliberately chose articles that come from different walks of life, so to speak. They're not necessarily healthcare specific. They are looking at digital marketing and social media and a variety of other emphases around multiple industries. And quite frankly, you know, we might find some things that we've talked about before that we've even mentioned in our episodes before. And I hope we find stuff we've talked about. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, people may quit listening. True. So, uh, true. Uh, yes. True. Well, so the first one that we found is from a company that is actually, they do consulting and digital. Good and Gold, they wrote a blog post that they published last month called the Top 10 Digital Marketing Trends of 2018. Decided that this was a good one to start with because it really uh, has a very high level approachable way to kind of dive in. So what we'll do here, Reed, is we'll do five at a time. How about I do the first five of these, and then you can do the second five, and then we'll have a little dialogue after we each one. Do it. I guess we're not doing a David Letterman style. So I'm going to start with number one. The first, uh, first one they say is video. Obviously, using video is an important thing. We've talked about video before in one of our episodes. So there we go. Check. We got that one. Okay. Video is going to continue to be a key driver for a lot of social media and mm-hmm. advertising, etc. So video is really huge for them. Number two on their list is chatbots and social marketing messaging. I liked how they kind of threw those both together. So we've talked about chatbots and how chatbots can be used. Um, enabling automation and personalized experiences through platforms like these are gonna be great, but we also include social marketing messaging. So things like Facebook Messenger, and even uh, Twitter is kind of exploring a little bit of this, where those experiences are gonna be much more tailored toward personalization that chatbots can provide. Number three, you got personalization and automation. Personalized content is very important. That's kind of related a little bit to marketing automation and creating a good content flow, but it's also around abandoning uh, carts or reminder emails, lead, lead cycle nurturing, that sort of thing. Number four, we got search engine results page or SERP optimization. You know that term SERP? Yeah, absolutely. Around directory management, stuff like that specifically. It's a subsection of SEO that's going to become increasingly more important through the search engines and how to really start to use that and combine it with your AdWords. And then number five is machine learning and targeting. Ad and retargeting networks are going to continue to invest heavily, giving advertisers more options than ever to target and retarget customers. And that's going to go even more now with facial recognition and other types of things. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've actually talked about all of those things. So just kind of go back through the list here. Yeah, I mean, we've hit on all those. I've made a tally mark for each of those five. So they are uh, starting off our, our, our aggregated top 10. You know, some of those have been around for a while and continue to be important, like video. 
Marketing automation, probably something that we've done a little bit of and we'll continue to see, you know, expand. And then, you know, some of that is, is still blocking and tackling like the search engine results, which is great. It's still important. Strategic, a little bit of tactical, a little bit all over the place. Well, let's talk about that. You want to talk about the next five? So starting with number six, they have down consumer rights, security and privacy. This is kind of an interesting one. Uh, you know, if you think about probably the most applicable, and they, and they mentioned it in here, is that Apple's effort to make it hard to run ads if through people using the Safari browser, and Google even, you know, potentially punishing people for not having secure websites. If you're hanging out there and you don't have the HTTPS as part of your web URL, I'll pause. Everybody can go check that. No, I'm not going to pause. But you need to have you know an SSL certificate, or you'll start getting penalized, and so that probably has a number of repercussions. Uh, number seven, probably not that applicable to healthcare for the most part, but is Amazon talking about the so much of the online retail sales are now happening through Amazon, and to make sure you as a brand have content products, all that stuff effectively marketed on Amazon. Probably not not that big of a deal for, for hospitals specifically. Number eight, engaging content. Pretty broad, not just from a, you know branding or, or reach, but also as it relates to SEO, there'll always be a place for better content. So, I mean, that's always part of the effort. Now we move to more of a platform, so Instagram. So Instagram stories specifically, uh, they mentioned here is leapfrogged uh, Snapchat, which is kind of interesting. And I don't want to get sidetracked on that, but you know what happens to Snapchat now? It's it's growing quickly. So how do you use that organic paid otherwise uh, in 2018, and, and what does that really do for you as a hospital uh, to participate on mm-hmm. Instagram? And then another one that we've talked about, finally number ten is voice search. I mean, it says in here, and this is kind of hard to believe, but Siri is eight years old. And then we've wow. got things like, uh, obviously, <laughs> Alexa, you know, the Google devices, things like that. But voice mm-hmm. search uh, is finally getting somewhat of a foothold, even though Siri is eight years old. And so being able to optimize for that. It's funny. I've had some, some different conversations with some hospitals even just in the last week about, mm-hmm. hey, what should we be doing around this? That's the top 10. What's interesting about this list, Reed, as I look back, it's a little bit of tactical, a little bit of a specific around platforms. Some of these ideas are, are much broader. The consumer rights, security, and privacy, for example, is one that kind of jumps out at me mm-hmm. as being like a little bit more of a, of a process. You mentioned Amazon, maybe not applicable to healthcare, but I think that as healthcare becomes more and more consumeristic, in the very least, what we could do is bring forward some Amazon like ideas through our experiences because they certainly are very good at what they do in that regard maybe it's not so much using the platform but is what are the expectations because people do use this platform i think that's a good first starter of our five top ten be interested to see um people following along at home where they were they're saying do we miss one well you know luckily we have a couple more articles that are coming up here Mm -hmm. why don't we transition to the next one reed let's do it So the next one is from uh, Digital Marketing Magazine, and this is the top 10 digital marketing trends of 2018. Imagine imagine that. 
<laughs> Important to note, Digital Marketing Magazine is from the UK. So yep. one of the things that what we did is we tried to bring in some out-of-US perspective because they do things slightly differently in other countries. And so we thought that this one was a good one to kind of feature. Let's hit it. First five of this particular list. Uh, first one is customer experience. So that's interesting. I mean, we talk about that a lot in healthcare, mm-hmm. and we do it in real life portion of our business quite a bit. That bleeds a little bit into some of their other tips as well uh, around personalization mm-hmm. and you know some of those types of things. But mm-hmm. customer experience is the first one. Uh, second one, content marketing. So there you go. There's another tech mark for automation slash personalization for content. I mean, well, it kind of bleeds all together, doesn't it, with automation and it does. So we had we had content in the first list. We've got content in the second list. You know, they talk a lot about is it B to B, B to C. People still talk about it as disruptive. I, I, you know, that's just kind of interesting mm-hmm. to me. But third one, mass personalization. I don't know about the mass. What mass part? It seems like a misnomer. Yes. <laughs> uh, it says mass marketing is dead. Long live mass personalization. Goal is simple: collect the maximum customer behavior data, analyze it, artificial intelligence algorithms, develop customized targeting strategies, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So same thing we're talking about around personalization and and automation. So another vote there for personalization, although I wouldn't call it mass personalization, but anyway, conversion uh, optimization rate. Have you heard that term? I have, but I'm, I'm more familiar with the abbreviation, which is CRO, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, in that okay. Well, anyway, maybe it's like a, a monogram. You put the last one in the middle. Anyway, all they're talking about is you know an increase in the percentage of users converting into customers uh, through the website. It's similar to or maybe kind of the same as a click through rate, but they're really talking about actually becoming customers. So you kind of kind of follow them all the way through. So this ties mm-hmm. into conversions on the website, organic search, SEO, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We'll mark that down as just conversion in our list here. Uh, and then number five, uh, cross-device marketing. So looking at you know computers, laptops, smartphones, tablets, where are people spending their time? Are we creating content? Are we creating the right calls to action? Things like that for those particular folks that spend time in there. So we talk a lot about you know mobile-first design versus mm-hmm. just truly responsive. A lot of this is just understanding what are people doing and where, and then having a way to be there. What's interesting about this is they certainly are having a focus on the customer experience and the customer journey, at least in their first five. Right. We'll get into their second five in a second. But their trends are really focusing on enhancing that experience, mm-hmm. making sure it's optimized, and making sure it's productive for the customers. Yeah, because you've got you've got customer experience, you've got personalization, and you've got you know cross device, and so all talking about trying to find people and meet people where they are. Well, that kind of goes a little bit off the rails a little bit in the second half of the the 10, but let me go into it a little bit. Number six on their list is data-driven marketing. They indicate data is the heart of marketing. In 2018, there's going to be more than 6 billion connected objects on the market and 30 in each home by 2025. So making sure that everything's connected together and you're getting good data insights is important to them. And they say that that's going to be kind of one of the big trends of next year. Along with that, here's where it gets a little bit odd. Number seven, corporate blogging. So it's a very specific Mm. tactic (laughs) that they bring out. They say corporate blogging promises so many benefits. Does it? I don't know. (laughs) 
Okay, but it's interesting. I it's an interesting take that they're that they're they're pulling out, right? And they mm-hmm. say seventy percent of customers learn more about a company through its content and corporate blogging, and that blogging can generate sixty seven percent more leads. So I guess. That should be on the top 10 list. That seems like a really one that's an outlier of all the rest so far. Number eight. Here we go. Read a repeat. Content marketing automation. Once content is created, there is only left to address it to the right audience. So getting the right content to the right people at the right time. And they are reiterating that. Content marketing automation is significant. Then they go into number nine, which is social selling. So they pull a couple of stats here. They say 75% of B2B customers use social networks to make a decision to purchase. I'm not sure if that's true in this day and age, and particularly with Facebook changing its algorithms. I don't know. We'll have to see, though. I don't know about that. And they also indicate LinkedIn, with its 450 million subscribers, remains the number one professional social network for people that are focusing on social selling. And I guess that's really much more a B2B tip right there. Yeah. Not necessarily for healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. And lastly, to round out their top 10, we got chatbots. Chatbots seems to be very important in 2018. Here again, they pull in Facebook Messenger with its open API. The simplicity to install on content management systems across the country, across Mm -hmm. the world, I guess in this case. And AI, they kind of snuck AI into chatbots because it is part of that system is being replaced with, they call a term now called artificial empathy, A-E. Artificial empathy. I know a lot, I have a lot of friends that have artificial empathy. (laughs) Well, they should have it. They should take a job in digital marketing, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, (laughs) Apparently. Rounding out their their second half of their top 10, it looks like some of them are still focused on the experience, but then they get very specific about a couple. Yeah. What are your thoughts? So I, I'm going to mark down corporate blogging as blogging, just kind of its own its own thing. But where, where do we slot content marketing automation? Is that under automation or is it under content? You know, I think we're going to have to make it a mark for both content and marketing automation. Okay. I think okay. their point is around marketing automation, but marketing automation is nothing without good content. That's true. Again, I think, you know, thematically, if you just kind of look at the list as a whole, it's very much about experience and personalization and and that type thing. There are a few of them. There are some oddballs in there. But for the most part, it's more of an experience top 10, right? Very important, particularly in healthcare. We need to focus a lot on the digital experience as we move forward. So I think these are salient tips for uh, healthcare marketers. Cool. Hey, we want to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, and that's our good friends at Binary Fountain. You know, as a healthcare marketer, it's probably pretty obvious these days how much time you're spending uh, on reviews, ratings relative to hospitals, physicians, all that kind of good stuff. You know, too many of those are going unanswered and they're certainly not being analyzed. This could be costing us new and current customers. It could be impacting our patient experience scores and potentially impacting our revenue. Luckily, our good friends at Binary Fountain have an online reputation management platform called Binary Health Analytics. If you'd like to learn more or even schedule a demo, visit them online at binaryfountain.com. That's binaryfountain.com. Pivoting now to our third article, we decided to get a little bit different in this regard. Um, We went to Gartner. Gartner published a post called the Top 10 Strategic Technology Trends for 2018. Mm. So these aren't necessarily digital marketing trends. They're strategic technology trends. 
And they actually set it up in true Gartner fashion, where they set a framework about how they rated these trends. And they talked about the entwining of people, devices, content, and services into something they call the intelligent digital mesh. Wow. With intelligence, digital, and mesh. The intelligence part is all AI and other things like that. Digital is around the technology, and mesh is sort of the interoperability of all of those. Their list of 10 are kind of slotted into these three different categories. Sounds a little highfalutin here, Reed. Are you ready to get into Gartner's list? Well, I don't know if I can uh, understand it, but I can read the words. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll start there. Okay, let me start with the trend number one, which they call the AI foundation. The ability to use AI, artificial intelligence, to enhance decision-making, business models, ecosystems, and remake the customer experience. So there you go. AI is important to it. That We've seen that before appear on these lists. Yeah. 59% of organizations are still gathering information to build their AI strategies, but this is certainly something that is important for enterprise to look at in the near future because it's going to give them a competitive edge. Trend number two related to that is intelligent apps and analytics. So they say over the next few years, every app, application, and service is going to incorporate AI at some level. They're kind of meshing together artificial intelligence and apps, mobile apps, and other kind of applications that are going to run unobtrusively in the background of many familiar application categories while giving rise to entirely new ones. This is widespread application, um, and it relates also to augmented analytics. Analytics that are going to start to measure not only behavior of like certain touch points and conversions and other things like that, we're going to start to get analytics that give us a sense of people's feelings and preferences about particular channels. So we're getting more into heat mapping mm. and the application of other aspects to rise to the intelligence gathering that we can provide. And then the last one around intelligence is the third one, which is intelligent things. Intelligent things use AI and machine learning to interact in a more intelligent way with people and surroundings. I guess this is Gartner's way of saying the internet of things, smart things, things that operate semi-autonomously and autonomously in an unsupervised environment that are not necessarily on the internet. Wow. Did you want to say something about that, Reid, before we go into four? Uh, No. No, I don't. (laughs) so that's their intelligence part now the second part they said is digital this is their framework so trend number four fits under digital and it's something that i don't think has been on our list yet digital twins that has not been on the list I don't even know what that is until I read this article, but a digital twin is a digital representation of a real-world entity or system. In the context of Internet of Things, digital twins are linked to real-world objects and offer information on the state of counterparts, respond to changes, improve operations, and add value. Are they saying that this is like a sandbox of connected devices? Well, if, if it's tied to the real world place, so yeah, it's like a sandbox. So it, it allows, you know, kind of for modeling, I guess, before, you know, gives you a trial run so you can figure out what will happen before you actually do it and have that happen. And so that is related a lot to machine learning and some of the machine learning models that are out there with artificial intelligence. Google does that with their digital AdWords. Mm -hmm. And so he indicates here, one of the quotes was here, city planners, digital marketers, healthcare professionals, and industrial planners will all benefit from a long-term shift to the integrated digital twin world. So I think this is the same thing as like, and I'll take total credit for this. I have a Facebook page that's not real, so I can see how the cover image is going to (laughs) look. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the same thing, right? I mean, I should write. Yeah, pretty much. I should write for Gardner. Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting. It's an interesting case, and um, you know, it's related to some of the other ones that we mentioned. But that's new on the list. Digital twins. Trend number five is cloud to the edge. Edge computing describes a computing topology in which information processing and content collection and delivery are placed closer to the sources of this information. Okay. We're putting content closer to the delivery source to speed up the delivery of content, make it more Mm. real time. What they're indicating here is that cloud and edge computing are competing approaches and cloud is going to come closer to this edge computing. If you can implement them together, what you're doing is you're creating a service-oriented model and edge computing offers a delivery style that allows for executions of disconnected aspects of cloud service. Wow. Sounds so Gartner. Um, I recognize that those are words and they are in an order. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure I understand what they mean. It's Gartner. What are you going to do? Smart folks. Smart folks there. Obviously, you know, it's in the title, but this is very technology focused. I still see a lot of overlap between mm-hmm. these things, right? The word AI is used a couple of different times. I feel like we're talking about some of the same stuff in some of these places, especially as we get into the second part of the top 10. But this is interesting, cloud, this is the first time cloud has been mentioned. So I kind of marked it down as cloud. Internet of things, first time really that's been mentioned. The AI piece obviously has been mentioned before. So starting the uh, the back half of their 10, uh, trend number six, conversational platforms. And they say conversational platforms will drive a paradigm shift. See, there's that word again. In which <laughs> the burden of translating intent shifts from the user to the computer. So what does that mean? Like they're just, they're saying that computers are going to be smart enough to understand intent? Yes, absolutely. They say that translating intent is going to become more automated for sure. You know, things like if you start to do simple keystrokes to, let's say, book an appointment with a doctor, it will recognize that and and shift the experience to align with that. And it ties in really pretty nicely to to their next trend, which is trend number seven, immersive experience. And so this is where you get into AR and VR stuff, the augmented reality, virtual reality. So you couple that with the conversational platforms, and now you have this experience that people can participate in that is tied into the online world versus reality. If you think about that in healthcare, obviously you can think of a lot of use cases relative to the clinical environment, I'm sure. Training, education, you know, think about how CMEs go to an entirely different level taking into account AR and VR. So that's like second life, right? Right. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) And then number eight, trend number eight is blockchain. There's our first mention of blockchain. I was waiting for that one. Yeah, yeah. So blockchain is a shared, distributed, and decentralized, well, it says and tokenized ledger that removes business friction by being independent of individual applications or participants. Tokenized. It's Gartner. They can make up their own words. Come on. I guess. So th- this is interesting. We start. So we've seen the word blockchain starting to be used, 
but you'll see people sharing articles or posting different things relative to this. Mm-hmm. So I think this is something that we're starting to see move into healthcare, probably on the ITNS side first. But again, mm-hmm. like we've talked about, the blurring of the lines between ITNS and marketing and quality and all these places are starting to really kind of gray that that overlap a little bit. And we're going to do an uh, episode on blockchain coming up. So stay tuned for that if you're listening in. If you're not familiar with blockchain, we're going to be doing a whole episode on that coming up soon. That's good because I don't know what it means. And so I'm going to move on to the next trend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. So uh, trend number nine, uh, event driven. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, this is the first mention of events. When you think about events, what do you think of? Probably Facebook events, maybe. And then also your in-person classes and events and that module on your website. Okay, so I think this is interesting, and I'm going to go off script a little bit here, but I think this is interesting in the sense that this is a great way to get people involved with your organization. And so now that you have, or maybe you don't have, but if you take into the account uh, AI specifically or machine learning, and we talked about what was that trend number six around conversational platforms. This is an interesting one that you know a lot of this can be moved online. And then number 10, continuous adaptive risk and trust. Digital business creates a complex evolving security environment. The use of increasingly sophisticated tools increases the threat potential. Continuous adaptive risk and trust, or CARTA, allows for real-time risk trust-based decision-making with adaptive uh, responses to security-enabled digital businesses. CARTA, Reed, is really focusing on security techniques and being able to embrace sort of that ability for developers to start to understand things that could potentially be deceptive techniques like phishing or you mm-hmm. know any kind of techniques like that and mm-hmm. and having that intelligence built into the network. So you could start to use this continuous adaptive risk and trust to have technology help assist when dealing yeah. with all those baddies, cyber criminals. Yeah, we had a couple of previous episodes around that that very topic, one on cybersecurity, one on ransomware specifically. A couple of episodes back, you go back and check out. So yeah, it's a good one. Go back, you look at this entire list, the words in the title, like we mentioned, it's very technology focused, but even at that, even, even kind of, I guess, more granular than that, it's very new technology. So AI, AR, VR, that's kind of where a lot of this is, is headed. A lot of overlap, you know, as you start looking at things like cloud, uh, even blockchain, internet of things, you know, their list is very much focused on uh, some of these newer technologies. So, Reed, let's do a little check-in here. So you've been keeping tally yes. on your end. Yeah, yeah. This Gartner article seemed to be like much more sophisticated and higher level. Do we have any intersection with any of the things we've talked about so far? Yeah, I mean, I think the AI chatbot category obviously garnered a couple of check marks over the last couple of articles. That's probably the main piece that it intersected because uh, everything else was somewhat new around cloud, VR, AR, blockchain, uh, Internet of Things, uh, etc., but right now, leading, leading the pack, we've got kind of the AI chatbot scenario as well as a personalization slash automation and then content. Those are kind of the three big categories right now. Hey, Chris, before we go too much further, jump into this next segment of the podcast, I did want to uh, mention and thank uh, one of our sponsors, Influence Health. Uh, you know, they've got a consumer experience platform that, that covers several things. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we've we've talked about content management systems on this podcast. Yeah, we did. What about CRMs? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we covered CRMs for sure. And then obviously each and every week we talk about digital marketing. So digital marketing systems, uh, you know, in one way, shape or form have probably been covered, right? That's right. Digital marketing systems. And I would say that we even talk about it in a way of uh, that overall digital consumer experience. Well, there you go. I, you know, I would, I would recommend for anybody interested in one of those topics uh, or anything else, they've also got some complimentary solutions on their website. But, but head over to their website, take a look at what they've got and what they're offering relative to CMS, CRM, digital marketing systems, kind of how all that is woven together in what they call their consumer experience platform. Find your way over to influencehealth.com. Uh, okay, so uh, now moving on to article number four, and this is from Entrepreneur.com, Entrepreneur Magazine. Ten social media trends to prepare for in 2018. Ooh, social media. Yeah. Reed, we said we were going to do more social media. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So here we go, everybody. Gear up. Number one, rise of augmented reality. So, okay, okay now we're back off again. So, um, <laughs> but no. They, so this is another, another check mark for the VR, AR category. Some of this... You know, they, they reference Apple uh, announced the iPhone app, the iPhone 10 or X, whatever you want to call it. They have a new chip uh, in that phone that provides users with uh, extraordinary augmented reality experiences. And so mm-hmm. you've seen this in some other gaming platforms, things like that. And then we've had some additional filters in things like Snapchat, Instagram, etc. So I guess that's where the social media piece comes in. People are expecting this. You already see brands, and we mentioned events in the last the last article, event-based filters and you know some of those types of things that people really mm-hmm. like and are expecting and want to use and can be good for your brand. So that's, that's the first one. Secondly, increasing popularity of Instagram stories. And so we heard that Ooh. in, I think, the first article about Instagram and more specifically Instagram stories potentially making Snapchat a little less relevant. You know, Reed, I use both. I'm going to do a little side here, but I okay. use both okay. Instagram stories and Snapchat. And what's really cool is with the first point, augmented reality, Snapchat is really doing some far advances around it. Instagram stories is lagging behind it, but Instagram stories has the audience. Huh. So I'm not really sure, you know, how this is all going to work out. It'll be interesting. The hardest part about any, you know, building an app or having a social platform or a community in general, whether it's a group or anything else, is the adoption. The more they can do in a platform that they like uh, may make another platform go away that only does one thing. But then again, you run the risk of of diluting your potential, you know, the reason people like your platform by making it do too many things that you know mirror another thing that they like. So I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That'd be interesting. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, number three on the list: continued investment in influencer marketing. First mention of uh, influencers or advocate-based marketing. Uh, so I think that's interesting. Again, you know, it's really really hard to replace uh, word of mouth. And this is that that very thing in the online space is that influencer marketing. So getting people that are influential to talk positively about you. And so we've always talked about mommy bloggers and things like that and how do you connect with them, et cetera. This is kind of where that would fall. Number four, the focus on Generation Z. I mean, we make fun of the millennials. We haven't even really made it to Generation Z, have we? We got to catch up. It says here that today the oldest Gen Zers are 22. 
and just starting to hit the labor force. And so I think it'll be interesting. And I think some of that will be uh, what's their expectation on how to apply for jobs, for example, Mm -hmm. because we always talk about, you know, how big that wave of traffic is to hospital websites, you know, job seekers and things like that. Mm -hmm. What's their expectation, how they want to be communicated with and influenced, whether it be to come work there or to use your services. Number five, increase brand participation in messaging platforms. Okay. I mean, this kind of goes back to the chat bot piece a little bit, I guess, uh, or, or maybe wholly. Um, and so, uh, and they even mentioned artificial intelligence in here, voice assistance, chat bots. It'll allow brands to personalize, they say shopping experiences. We obviously know that that's not, it's not quite that clean when you're talking about hospitals, obviously. Some of it's experience-based. Uh, some of its resolutions, you know, trying to get things resolved. So I guess we'll we'll mark down another one for the AI chatbot vertical there. It's interesting. More and more applications, more and more social media applications are also investing both on the public facing news feed, public crawl of data, but also the back end, how do you communicate among users? So I think that that back end about the messaging around social media is going to be truly important. I'd be interested to see how we go. I mean, extending just past the, the chatbots uh, application, there might be other ways that we can mm. start to maybe communicate with patients through these social messaging platforms. So let me jump into the next five, Reed. So number six is the expansion of live streaming. And they said it was once a novel gimmick, but now it's a mainstream part of social media. So of course, every social platform now has a way to live stream. We would talk about Facebook, you know, Facebook Lives, that's a huge thing. Google started it with their, you know, the Google Live or Google Hangouts. And Twitter has it. I think Twitter brought in Periscope. Periscope, yeah. In 2018, more brands are going to begin to realize the power of live streaming and incorporate that into their monthly content plans. And that, to me, speaks of a future world where social media is going to be inundated with brands trying to talk about their products in real time. Mm. Ugh. (laughs) That does not sound fun. (laughs) (sighs) Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Number seven, rethinking Twitter. Uh-oh. Mark it down, read new on Twitter. Twitter has failed to grow followers significantly in 2017. So they're saying now 2018 is a year where Twitter is going to start to pivot and do other things. It also, Twitter also lost mm. access to streaming NFL games. In 2018, it's likely that Twitter leadership is going to rethink the platform. Possible changes could include selling the company. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Changing the platform to include subscription elements and or revamping Twitter advertising options. I mean, I like Twitter. I still like Twitter. Have they officially expanded the the character account to everybody? Uh, Yes, they have. I don't know that I like that, to be perfectly honest. I kind of liked the shorter piece. You can't say in 140 characters, you know, go somewhere else. Yeah, I guess they felt the need to do that. I hope it didn't lose the spirit in which it was intended. So we'll see. I still think some of that stuff is is valuable, Twitter chats and some things like that. But, you know, I hope it doesn't go away. It won't go away. I think it'll just change a little bit. And who knows who's going to own it in the future. But let's go to number eight, which is Digital Hangouts Go Mainstream. Have you ever heard of the social media platform called House Party? No. And it's a video platform that's used by over 1 million people now each day, primarily Gen Zers. So there you go. 
So it looks like we're going to have to go jump on that and figure out a way how we can brand that and market that for our for our hospitals. But Facebook is pr- reportedly investigating ways to create a similar functionality within their platform. It's basically a way for people to digitally hang out. It sounds a lot like Google Hangouts, which we did at the beginning, right? <laughs> so it all comes full circle. In 2018, they're probably going to announce a similar product, Facebook will, and maybe even do it through the Instagram stories. Who knows? House Party. Wasn't that a kid and play movie? <laughs> no. I don't remember. <laughs> Facebook Spaces is the next one. Have you heard of... Uh, so Facebook Spaces. Facebook's not just into live video streaming and house partying type of things. <laughs> it's it's virtual reality. Facebook Spaces is their VR platform. You know, they got a lot of slack for doing it, uh, Spaces in Puerto Rico right after the hurricanes hit. But, I mean, that's the whole platform here. Oculus using virtual reality hardware and software, pulling that into Facebook and using that in a capacity that now brands can start to connect with uh, users on a much greater scale. Interesting. And then number 10 is social platforms embracing stronger governance policies. After the controversial decisions during the election, social media platforms have embraced a more hands-on approach to governing conduct in their platforms. It's basically saying the users have control. Basically, what they're saying is that now more and more uh, organizations, social media organizations are going to look at their way that they do governance, the way they're looking at content, the way they're looking at uh, reviewing users, and they're turning more of that transparency over to the users themselves. Well, it's a, it's a good list. It's a good list, obviously very uh, social specific, but I think we got a couple different things, you know, platform related, some things more demographic related, like the Gen Z piece, the influencer marketing piece. I think some good stuff on there. I think it still ties back thematically to some of the other stuff, which is the kind of the AI chatbot world seems to be on top of everybody's mind. And that interconnectedness, right, of the, the journey and the experience. I think that's coming forward. Yeah. All right, Reed. I think we're ready to pivot into our last top 10 list. So we're now 40 in. Do you want to give a quick update as to where we're at on the, on the tally? Um, you know, I'm going to say it hasn't changed a whole lot, but let's let's save uh, let's save the final tally for after after this. I think I know where it's going to land, but we'll we'll see. Well, so the fifth article is from Forbes's tech section, and it's called the top ten most transformative technologies for marketing in 2018. And they asked 350 CMOs, CEOs, and experts to weigh in on this. They kind of tee it up as AI and technology dependent on AI is critical for the future. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned bots and chatbots. But let me get to the abbreviated list. Why don't we just jump right in here? And then maybe we could pepper it with some uh, quotes that people are saying around these different things. So number one on their list is artificial intelligence, which includes deep learning and machine learning. Okay. One of the CMOs from Acton Software says that artificial, as artificial intelligence and machine learning continues to make their way into marketing automation in 2018, individualization will become the new personalization. So that's a pretty aggressive statement, right? Like moving it really forward. We can now go to more past mass personalization now to individualization. Number two, big data, especially when used for personalization. So now using data, data mining, gathering data insights, and starting to do that on a much grander level around your customer. We know that in hospitals and health systems, they still struggle a little bit with uh, starting to pull together all of their data. Certainly, you know, the use of technologies that are gathering data like CRMs, enterprise data warehouses, and others can really move that forward in that space. 
Number three, augmented reality, virtual reality, and mixed reality. Here we go. This has come up again. By the way, some of the people are now referring this to extended reality. So extended reality being utilized by brands to connect further with their customers. Now, again, you mentioned, Reed, earlier when we were talking about this, the application could be around physicians and could be around how to use that for CMEs and for education purposes. And even in the operating suite itself, you can start to use virtual or augmented reality. But I think that there are some interesting applications to be used for people that are maybe wanting to do virtual tours on a whole nother level. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're trying to select where to have their baby and they want to look at the birthing suite, but actually get a very augmented experience. Think about the application of this to wayfinding and how you can make wayfinding a much better productive experience. Instead of just like looking at the signs in the hallways, you can actually now start to use AR to help people guide through the the hospital. Number four, bots, chatbots, and messaging. And again, these are all kind of pulling together now. This is being applied in healthcare for sure. And number five, they call out mobile Using mobile, and especially when using geolocation technologies. So mobile as a way to really understand where the customer is physically and then serve up experiences to them based on where they are in their actual physical location. That's a good list. I mean, I think, you know, we see a fair amount of overlap just, you know, definitionally between some of those. But let's uh, let's roll through the second half here, starting with uh, number six, voice first. We've heard that a time or two amongst these articles. We've even done an, uh, an episode on it. So, um, you know, voice search, smart assistance. Uh, number seven. Oh, here we go. Blockchain. Oh, and cryptocurrencies. Don't forget the cryptocurrencies. Oh, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, if cryptocurrencies are part of your hospital piece, that's probably not great based on what we've seen to this point. But anyway, that's a whole other deal. Reed, we saw Kodak just release its own cryptocurrency for photographers to trade photographs and having their own like online currency to, to provide value around the assets. Don't you think that in hospitals and health systems that could be a potential opportunity? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. When is the first like joint replacement going to be paid for by like Bitcoin? Like That's what I want to know. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, okay, number eight, messaging and brand. And they were in the seeds. In other words, no technology at all. But still kind of back to, you know, that maybe even could fit into content a little bit. The idea of brand messaging and, and that type of thing. Number nine, performance marketing. Uh, so data-driven, which we heard in, a, uh, in another, I think maybe the second article. Data-driven ROI-focused marketing. Mm-hmm. And then finally, number 10, customer databases. So I'm going to just say that's CRM, which is really the first time we've heard that specifically that way, I think. That's surprising mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. CRM only appeared on one of these listed. We did hear you know, automation and personalization. So I guess maybe the assumption is, is that uh, you can't do that without a CRM. In a lot of cases, the application of CRM is not used a lot for personalization, maybe for targeting, but not for personalization. So that list certainly has a very high level 60,000 foot view of digital and application. In fact, one of them that wasn't digital at all, it was the branding and the, and the messaging, right? The voice and the tone, but still we have now five different perspectives yeah. on some yeah. of the top things that are going on in healthcare. Let's 
All right, you ready for the uh, the aggregated top ten? Let's do it. All right. We'll do this David Letterman style and uh, kind of do it from uh, ten to one. So starting with number ten. Now, granted, we had a lot of we had you know there's fifty of them here, and so a lot of them had one vote. But number mm-hmm. ten would be Instagram. We heard that a couple of times, and that can mean a number of different things. But topically, it was on a couple of lists. So then, for healthcare marketers who are who are not heavily involved in Instagram, do you think the recommendation here is to? look at the platform again, look at Instagram stories and really double down on Instagram. I think so. I think it's the Instagram stories piece is what we kept hearing uh, or we heard a couple of times. Oh, what I have learned from running ads on both Facebook and Instagram is pretty obvious when you run an ad or a promoted piece on um, paid effort, whatever on Facebook, people will take that call to action on Instagram. They won't, they won't leave Instagram. They won't learn more, you know, or whatever. I think, you know, you've got to have to find different ways to engage people there and, and determine what that means for your organization. Number nine is mobile slash cross device marketing, mobile and cross device. So you kind of lump those together. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Multi-channel multi-device communication then in probably even mobile first. Uh, number eight made a, made a strong push across the last couple of articles, blockchain. Blockchain and cryptocurrency, Reed. <laughs> I'm just sticking with just blockchain. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forego cryptocurrency for now. So that episode that we're going to be doing in the future here is going to be really important for people to tune in. Yes, it is. It is. I'm looking at this. This top 10 list that we aggregated probably should be our editorial calendar for the coming, for the coming weeks. <laughs> Uh, number seven, uh, voice, voice first. So again, yeah. uh, we've talked about that to some degree. We'll probably revisit it, or I'm sure we'll revisit it. And again, a lot of yeah. these do tie together, especially as we make our way up the list, because uh, number six is machine learning. Mm-hmm. So again, machine learning and voice kind of go together to some degree. Yeah, we talked a lot about machine learning when we were talking to Nathan over at the Cleveland Clinic, and he was talking about SEO and, and how he's using machine learning on Google. But I think that there is a lot to be gained from machine learning. And I have heard someone say over the weekend that machine learning is a just a different way of saying artificial intelligence, but that's not necessarily true. Machine learning is where the machines actually are learning and provide you sort of that recommendations. Artificial intelligence is more guiding people through the different steps. So it's a little bit different than AI. Number five, uh, data, data-driven uh, ROI marketing. Uh, we heard a couple of different things around the data piece, which, you know, I don't ever see that going away. Um, I think that probably overlaps all of these. What's incredible is that data is just number five. Because right. to me, I think that you want to understand your customers first and the data that you're gleaming from your customers before you apply any technology. Data is incredibly useful and data-driven decisions are becoming more and more easier to do. It made number five. So we're at least we're halfway down the list. Halfway down the list, but it really kind of encompasses everything on the list. I guess in one way, you know, maybe it's not on the list at all, or maybe it's every one of them on the list. Uh, number four, uh, content. Content is such a broad topic too, right? There's so many different yeah, things is. you get into content. Yeah. But good content, creating content that's relevant, using content in the right places and the right channels the right way. We could do podcasts forever on content if we wanted to. It's so nuanced depending on what you're trying to do. Number three, uh, again, another one much like blockchain that made a big push here towards the end was uh, VRAR. So all the augmented reality yes. piece. 
I would love to hear from someone out there that's using augmented reality in healthcare right now, and not necessarily in the clinical space, but like in spaces in which to engage customers or potential customers. So if anybody out there is doing that, reach out to us, let us know. We'd love to feature you as an interview on our podcast and learn a little bit more about that. Yeah, it'd be really cool. It'd be really, really neat. Number two, personalization slash automation. Ooh, love it. You know, that speaks to content relevancy. That speaks to, you said automation is built into that. That combines good content with good technology to just really start to communicate. Now, now, Reed, did you throw mass personalization in this list? Yeah, that's why it ended up so high, because it was mass personalization. <laughs> and the last one we had about what said individualization. Yes. Right? And just the idea. And, the, and then again, it's really hard to delineate some of these from each other. And so it's like, well, does that also include CRM? Does that also include some of these other things? I, probably. In all reality, you can't do one without the other. So we heard personalization slash automation uh, a handful of times. Mm-hmm. And then the first one uh, should not be a surprise. Uh, we heard it uh, maybe in all of, even multiple times within a couple of, of the top 10 lists, but in all of of the top 10 list, AI slash uh, chatbots slash messaging. You kind of threw those all together. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Obviously, we have a we have a sponsor that does this, and we're so we're starting to see it make its way into healthcare. People sometimes need some very simplistic things: phone numbers, sign up for an event or class, uh, register for something, apply for a job, map directions, you know, stuff like that. That you know, you could you know have this piece in place. It can address all of those concerns at once versus having individuals, uh, live human individuals, you know, take one at a time. Having that interconnectivity through messaging apps and through like even the Internet of Things gives you the ability to connect to people and to customers anywhere they're at. Mm-hmm. So if they're in the car, if they're in the bedroom on the go, whatever. Right. I mean, I think it really becomes important. AI really helps. What's interesting about the number one that artificial intelligence, chatbots, and messaging basically speak to the fact that marketers want to do less and they want to have technology do more for them. Work smarter, not harder, right? And two, it gets you know the end user to a place uh, quicker, more efficiently. Uh, win-win. I want to quote from the Forbes article about artificial intelligence. They say, artificial intelligence is the engine, but data is the fuel. Artificial intelligence is great, but it's artificial. In other words, it needs to be constructed, mm-hmm. and big data fuels that process. So data, which was number five, yes, really greatly influences AI, because a good AI would not work with without number five. So there you go. I don't know. Our list seems a little bit uh, like it's all leveled out. There's no top ten. It's like they're all number one. Well, so that that's our guess our aggregated top 10 list yes our yeah. five by ten that's right uh, really curious to see what other people think about that and uh what their feedback is did we miss something as uh, are the all of these articles not as smart as we are what are we seeing in healthcare and hospitals that should be on our top 10 list that we didn't even address today yeah we'd love to hear from you connect with us linkedin twitter whatever's easiest chris good news the healthcare industry now has its own domain name. What? Absolutely. Everybody knows that organizations have .org, education has .edu. Well, now .health is available and quickly becoming the home for all health-related content online. And listeners to our podcast can visit get.health slash touchpoint. Visit get.health slash touchpoint now.
so we're wrapping up episode 50 and I hope everybody enjoyed that one. It was a little bit of a different take on things and I hope people were able to uh, follow along and enjoyed what we did. Give us feedback. Let us know what your thoughts are on the structure around this. I know we occasionally go off our regular programming to just try things out to see how things are. So love to hear your feedback on this. Awesome. Well, it was a good episode. And before we sign off, uh, we can do a couple of recommendations. Uh, you want to start? Sure, I'll start. Today, Reed, I'm going to recommend something that's just a little time killer of mine that I found. It's an app that's a game. I sometimes tend to dip into games a little bit on, on my phone or on my tablet. And this one in particular has been capturing my attention because I think it's just beautifully designed. It's called Monument Valley. And it's actually the second version of their game, Monument Valley 2. I'm a big fan of games that are just beautiful, simplistic, don't have a lot of directions, but you kind of learn and experience yourself. This is a puzzle game. It's built a lot on sort of MC Escher Ooh. kind of crazy, yeah. weird geometric shapes that you rotate and then things connect together. It just is a beautifully looking game. You have to puzzle solve. It has kind of this little backstory, which is really interesting. I strongly recommend it. There's a little bit of a cost to it. I think it's like $2.99 for the game itself, but it certainly is worth worth it if you like to just sit and immerse yourself into a little gaming experience every so often. It's not like any of the others that you know that are out there. This one really has this unique feel to it. Monument Valley 2. Definitely would recommend it for anyone who's interested. Awesome. That's cool. I just marked that down. I'm going to have to go check that out. All right. So mine is, I guess, a little more uh, analog. And I may have even recommended these before at some point, but I'm a big fan of field notes. You have field note notebooks? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just these little notebooks that are like, whatever they are, three by five or something like that. And in most cases, you, you get them and they come in packs of three. And the covers are like the color of like a brown paper bag. And they have blank pages, lined pages, graph pages, etc. And I like graph pages. And so anyway, I was getting some the other day and was looking on their website and noticed they've got some that uh, are called uh, Utility Edition. I got the graph pages and it's utility like construction, right? And so they're yellow instead of the brown. And they've got uh, black and red font type, you know, that kind of stuff on there. It's cool. And there's like a little, little measuring thing in the back. And, you know, their attention to detail is really kind of neat with these with these little books. And so I was looking at this and uh, they're cool. And the graph the, for the utility book, the graph pages are really pretty cool. It's like graphs on top of graphs. But the attention to detail, if you flip to the back cover and you look at the specifications, this is a yellow cover with red and black imprint on it. And if you think it's yellow, red, and black, you would be wrong because the yellow is actually safety yellow and it's printed with contractor black and overtime red. Like those are the colors. And when you look huh. at the pages, of course, the pages are pure white. And the graph, the actual, the printing on the pages is get it done gray. I just thought that was kind of cool. And uh, anyway, it's a neat, neat, uh, neat notebook. I like these little yellow ones. And so check out Phil Notes. You can even subscribe and you get the kind of cool limited edition ones. I think quarterly or something like that from their website. There are all kinds of neat hmm. different ones you can get. Do you think one day, Reed, that after you, you know, get popular and famous that they're going to publish your field notes posthumously uh you know in some kind of great compendium of reed smith's field notes yeah i don't know if anybody be able to read it but 
Uh, <laughs> you never know. If Da Vinci was alive today, he'd be using field notes. Yeah, there you go. We should try to sell him that marketing slogan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they should print that on all their books. Very cool. Well, I'm gonna go pick some up. I love field notes, and I think they're very useful. I use them all the time. So. Yeah, they're they're neat. Yeah. They're they're inexpensive. They're great to keep in the car, and and you know, keep one in all the different bags and stuff like that. So, that was episode fifty. We're right around the corner from our birthday, Reed. Yes. Yes, we are. People want to send us their birthday greetings through voice message or text message or however. And we should have them send us little birthday messages for two episodes from now when we turn one year old. Yeah, we'd love, yeah. To, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got any feedback for us, of course, we'd love to hear that year around. Maybe go out and rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be a good birthday gift. Yeah, we appreciate the support and uh, look forward to uh, another successful year of podcasting. Don't forget to visit us online at touchpoint.health. It's our new website. We'd love to get your feedback on what you think of the new website. We, th- we like it. We actually think it's much easier to access content in the show notes. So if you yep. ever hear us refer to the show notes, which we're going to link all the articles we talked about today to, go out to touchpoint.health. There you go, touchpoint.health. He is Chris Boyer. I'm Reed Smith, and we'll see you next week.